Hi dudes, my name is Tiffany. Welcome back to my series, Internet Analysis, where I like to research and discuss things relevant to social issues and media. I have noticed a trend. It seems like every influencer is moving to New York right now. It is the place to be. Now, of course, New York has always been a very popular city, but for a while, Los Angeles was the prime place to be for influencers and content creators. Now though, the city most romanticized is New York. I've seen a big increase in influencers specifically moving from LA to New York. A lot of this is among YouTubers that I watch or YouTube friends, mutuals, many of whom I will be referencing in this video. So this topic is just something I wanted to explore for a while. It kind of goes a lot of directions. So just hang out, stick with me. We'll see if this trend bears any weight or if it's just me. And obviously we've seen a lot of people moving since 2020 with the pandemic, the great resignation. Many of us want fresh starts and now is the time. Either move to the city you've always wanted to live in or move out and reassess your priorities. Do you want a busy city life or do you want a cottage and a garden? There's a lot out there. In this video, I wanna explore this trend and specifically focus on why influencers might move for their content. Why is New York so popular right now? And why does it seem like LA is not as cool on social media as it used to be? So let's continue the classic and endless East Coast versus West Coast debate. And for personal context, I grew up in Southern California about an hour south of LA and I've been living in New York for a couple years now. So I do have personal experience and my own opinions on each place. I have love and some beef with both. Let's start with the trend cycle of locations. This episode has been co-written by my friend Sheridan, and we were talking about this idea of the trend cycle of certain locations on social media. For example, a few years back, the blue-ass water era was peaking. The most captivating, intriguing content was about quitting your job and becoming a digital nomad. Travel the world, visit stunning places, and work as a content creator. It seemed like we'd never get tired of seeing Alexis Wren and Jay Alvarez run around on beaches and swim in Greece. But eventually the trend of drone footage of sick locations got old. Viewers had seen enough blue ass water and were no longer seeking that sort of content. Even the most beautiful, luxurious lifestyle content can get old once we've seen enough of it. It's oversaturated, it's overdone. So this brought us to the idea that there is a trend cycle in terms of which locations are the most clickable and aspirational to create content in. The peak of the LA years was a trend cycle for influencers, blue ass water was another moment, and now we theorize it's all about New York. But we'll get to that in a bit. Let's discuss LA culture and why creators move there. When you think of Los Angeles, California, what do you picture? The glamorous golden era of Hollywood? Opportunity for fame and fortune? Beautiful weather year-round? Beaches? More recently, perhaps LA evokes imagery of green juices? Fit people? Cosmetic procedures. Let's do a little YouTube geography history lesson, dare I say. Early YouTubers moved to Los Angeles to seek out opportunities in the traditional media world like modeling, singing, acting. They hoped to use their internet fame as a stepping stone toward a more legitimate profession. And also it was just more practical to live in LA to be closer to your management team, agents, and brands to work with. Eventually I started getting jobs out in California and I would fly out for companies like Seventeen, Style Hall, or Awesomeness TV, and I really, really loved all the work I was doing there and I really fell in love with California in general. And as I continued to travel back and forth, it just became noticeable that it was very, very 
economically dumb to be in Arkansas while I was always flying out to California and spending money. As more YouTubers moved to the city, LA became a hub for collaboration. Remember when all the big YouTubers were always collabing and doing silly challenge videos together? Rip to that era. Naturally, many YouTubers moved in together as roommates to save money on rent, but also to be able to work together more easily and cross-promote on each other's channels. Eventually, this concept evolved into the content house phenomenon, where we've seen groups of influencers live together in massive mansions to do work and definitely not just flex on us all. Around 2014, with the rise of Vine, short-form content creators flocked to the city as well. Certain areas, like the spot around Sunset and Vine, attracted a sea of creators all hoping to become superstars. At one point, it would have sounded absurd to move across the country to advance your career of making six-second videos, but for many of the most popular Viners, the risk paid off. Soon enough, LA solidified itself as the place to be for all digital content creators, including YouTubers, Viners, Instagram models, gamers, TikTokers. Trying to think of more platforms. That's about it. Before we continue, let's give a shout out to the sponsor of this portion of today's video, Blueland. Blueland's effective, convenient cleaning products can help you save space and waste less. Instead of buying endless single-use plastic bottles, all you need to clean your hands or house are these little tablets. Blueland doesn't use any single-use plastic in any component from their bottles to the tablets, wrappers, or shipping. Each tablet is just $2 and the price can go as low as $1.55 each if you buy in bulk. Let me show you how it works. First, you fill the bottle with warm to hot water, a nice comfortable temperature. Drop in a tablet, and once it dissolves, put on the nozzle and start using it right away. It's very easy. And weirdly, there's something satisfying about watching things dissolve. Is that just me? So last time, I got the hand soap duo, which I am still using and loving. This time, I got the clean essentials kit. So now I have the bathroom, glass, and multi-purpose spray bottles and tablets. And by the way, going for the kits instead of picking out individual products can save you 20%. Plus, if you use my link, you can get an extra 20% off your first kit. I highly recommend that you guys click the link in the description and check out Blue Land. So getting back into it, let's talk about Los Angeles as a resource. Everyone considers the pros and cons when deciding whether to move somewhere. What can this place offer me? What opportunities await? But for content creators, and especially lifestyle influencers or vloggers, the city they live in is a resource for their content. Having an aesthetic apartment with really good lighting is a tool. Everything that can help you create enticing, clickable content is a resource. So as I mentioned, many creators moved to LA to collaborate and to have a community, but also for many, simply being in LA could get their content more attention. Honestly, what's gonna get more views? A vlog in your nameless hometown with your random high school friends? No offense. Or a collab video with your new LA squad doing stereotypical LA things. Let's reminisce on the Emma Chamberlain, Dolan Twins, and James Charles friend group. Sister squad, was it? Their friendship group was a resource. Living in LA together, doing LA things, was great for their content. The combination of the people involved and the location created some of their most highly viewed videos. The Sister Squad era definitely had its fair share of controversies and drama, which helps with attention as well. There was a hint of romance. Emma got a lot of hate from viewers who believed she changed after moving to LA. But still, this era succeeded in bringing in a lot of attention and therefore income 
income to each member of the group. Just like a nice camera, great b-roll, or unique editing, a city can serve as a tool for storytelling and content creation. And just like any commodifiable resource, it can run out of supply and demand. When everyone flocked to LA after seeing the rapid success of their peers, the city started to feel like the stereotype of a budding content creator. Get your first 100k followers, move out to LA, and repeat. However, as time went on, the influx of influencers also caused the LA lifestyle to lose its unattainable luster because everyone was doing it. Instead of being seen as a chill, cool place to live and grow your following, LA started to be known for clout chasing and obnoxious influencers. Then negative experiences in LA due to the disillusionment of the Hollywood dream and culture shifts like the pandemic have shown that you can produce great content from anywhere. So do you have to stay in LA? I realized for the first time that I don't need to stay in LA for my career. I also think it's very much a myth that you need to be in LA in order to do YouTube and Instagram, the real work of YouTube, which is just sitting in front of a camera and then sitting behind a computer and editing it for like 30 hours. And that's all something that I can do anywhere. LA fatigue. As is true with people living anywhere, sometimes the downsides of a place outweigh the positives. And feeling the fatigue of a city can be about more than just craving a fresh start. For LA, common complaints include high cost of living, traffic, lack of walkability or public transportation, fake people, flaky people, etc. Negative aspects like these can turn a place that you've always wanted to be into a reality check you can't wait to get out of. I was expecting my life to somehow drastically change after moving to a new, big, and shiny city. But after I moved and the dust settled, I realized that my life didn't automatically just get better. The problems that I had before were still there. Ultimately, I moved out here based on a fantasy in my head, an idea of what I wanted my life to look like. So let's touch on the why I'm leaving LA or why I hate LA videos because they've become so common. And by the way, while I'm sharing the downsides that influencers have had living in LA or the reasons that transplants commonly leave, this video might sound like I'm shitting on LA and that is not the intent. My main goal is to analyze how influencers interact with the cities they live in. And I think very often the LA that most influencers or transplants experience is very different from how native Angelinos experience the city. Influencers often complain that everyone is fake in LA, which is obviously not true, but maybe influencers do get stuck in a more entertainment focused group of people, social circles more prone to clout chasing, or people who want to use you for fame or money. And also influencers and certain transplants often stick to very specific gentrified neighborhoods or influencer bubbles. So again, they're experiencing certain parts of LA, certain LA cultures, but you cannot generalize that across LA, which is a huge city, LA County as well. And this isn't to take away from anyone's individual experiences in a place every Everyone is, of course, welcome to make their complaints or talk about what they went through or how they interacted with the city. But people often say that LA is not very diverse or that LA doesn't have any history or culture, all of which are very untrue. So anyway, I would love to learn more about LA and I definitely recommend that you do as well. If I found any resources or podcasts or books, I will list them here, but feel free to share in the comments. Anyway, one thing that is definitely true is that a lot of people have been moving out of California, primarily because housing is so expensive. So this is another component of why people may be leaving LA. And I've got to touch on the trend of male creators leaving California, following the trend set by dude bro entrepreneurs like Elon Musk, Joe Rogan, Graham Stephan, even Ben Shapiro. 
mostly seeing things from a more conservative lens, they cite high taxes, liberalism, and too many homeless people as their main reasons to move to more affordable, lower tax states like Texas or Nevada. And not to mention you can of course get a lot more bang for your buck in terms of space and property in different locations. As a content creator, you have so much equipment, like you just need space. But I wasn't about to spend three grand a month on it. I feel you. Again, with the pandemic, we have seen huge population shifts. Many people have left big expensive cities for many reasons. A lot of people have realized, hey, instead of spending this much on a tiny apartment, I could go buy a house or at least rent somewhere else with more space. Many people have lost their jobs and had to either move home or relocate to places with lower cost of living. Remote work has made it a lot more possible than ever to kind of move wherever you want to rather than that being dictated by your job for the people who are privileged enough to have that flexibility. So again, within this whole video, this framework of like, why are influencers moving? Why are they leaving LA and moving to New York? Part of that is just the same as everybody else. Different factors in their life might've made them want to move now. But I will say, I think there's a big difference in leaving a place that you can't afford or no longer find joy in versus being a multimillionaire who will do anything to avoid paying taxes. Like Logan Paul, who even moved to Puerto Rico, which conveniently offers massive tax breaks for mainlanders. Honestly though, I'm sure locals are not sad to see people move away. California is crowded. Let's reduce that traffic congestion. Anyway, coming back, the question remains, is it just not as trendy to be in sunny, beachy Southern California anymore? This LA fatigue is not only potentially felt by creators, but also possibly by their own audiences. I asked about this whole topic on my Instagram and one of my followers replied, LA has become synonymous with influencer culture. New York City is complex and exciting. LA is basic. Some viewers and audiences have just grown tired of seeing the same places, events, and frankly, the same creators that they see all the time. So in my opinion, New York City is the place to be right now. I've been thinking about this, like which came first, chicken or egg? Are creators moving to New York because it's trendy or is moving to New York becoming even more trendy because lots of influencers are here right now? Does this analogy make sense? Let's say you're a lifestyle influencer and people just don't seem as interested in your day in the life in LA videos anymore. So what do you do? Your ability to thrive as a lifestyle creator largely depends on having a trendy aspirational lifestyle. Then you might notice that lifestyle content in New York City is really trending, getting a lot more views and engagement. It could be advantageous to move there so your content can benefit from that location. Plus, moving often gives a major boost in engagement because audiences love moving vlogs and apartment hunting videos. Plus, you'll have a new space to redecorate with a fresh, trendy aesthetic, which is more content. It's all a win-win if you're willing to move. And thanks to the flexibility of the internet, content creators do have the privilege of doing their job almost anywhere. So why not get a change of scenery? Shelby Church mentioned that a major motivator for her move was the chance to change up her location and spice up her content. I also found myself being less inspired to shoot videos there. Felt like I had overused all the locations in LA and I felt kind of burned out. Like I had shot, I felt like everything I wanted to shoot there. I felt like I was making the same kinds of videos. And Elena Tabor even predicted the influencer shift to New York City as a good business decision early on, saying she moved from California to New York City to boost her career as an influencer. In her interview with Business Insider, Elena said that she chose not to move to California's influencer hub, Los Angeles, because she thought New York would challenge her more. This is partly because everyone in New York seems to be working so hard, while LA is more about chill lifestyle content. 
I knew moving here would open more doors because it's where a lot of brands are, where a lot of other creative individuals are. It's a great place to just meet people and get connected. There's a hustle that you find in New York that does also bleed into content creation. Let's get into why people love New York. New York is one of the most famous and well-loved cities. It is obviously not a trend to want to live in New York, but I do think there are many reasons why influencers specifically are coming to New York right now. And again, I think that's part of the content creation location trend cycle. New York feels like the epitome of city life. The density, the buildings, the skyline. There's great public transportation and the city can be very walkable depending on your neighborhood. Again, I asked my Instagram followers to tell me their thoughts or perception of New York. And here were some of the most common responses. Being in New York is motivating. You know you have to work hard to survive. Now, I do not support hustle culture, but I know that some people do feel energized or empowered by this. New York is very diverse. While LA is primarily known for showbiz, New York seems to have more of a variety of industries. You have the creative side with lots of art, museums, Broadway, New York Fashion Week. Then of course you have Wall Street and lots of corporate work, lots of stuff going on. And again, obviously LA has much more to it than just the film and television industry, but these are the common stereotypes or perceptions that my followers had. What about New York City as a resource to create content? I moved from Los Angeles, California to New York City, New York, and I love it here, like, oh my God. So if LA generally offers sunny, beachy locations and Hollywood collabs, what does New York City offer in terms of creative resources? I think a major benefit of the city is the aesthetic appeal especially for lifestyle influencers, vloggers, and anyone who posts a lot on Instagram, living in New York offers a lot of aesthetic benefits. Brownstone buildings, beautiful sidewalks, bridges, riverside views. New York also has really great street style. So especially for fashion photos or outfits of the day, there are just so many good spots to take great outfit pics. New York also has much more distinct seasons compared to LA, which gives creators a full range to explore different seasonal styles. And this I think really can't be understated in terms of the fashion community. Being able to truly evolve what you're wearing, the combinations of outfits you're putting together season to season can make a really big difference in making your content feel fresh and fun and exciting versus in LA where typically the coldest it gets is like 60 degrees Fahrenheit-ish. You don't get a true winter in LA. You typically have like very kind of moderate temperate temperatures. Temperate temperatures. I am a meteorologist. Overall, I think predominant like aesthetic trends and style trends are very influential in this conversation. Like to me, LA is very reminiscent of beachy, like bikini pictures, palm trees, which will always be a vibe. But to some people, it might feel a little passe. Again, I think we got so much of it really in the past like five, 10 years that maybe audiences want something else and maybe creators want something else as well. I think the popular aesthetics right now are shifting, the mainstream aesthetics, and perhaps New York City just more closely aligns to that aesthetic. It's a more edgy, mature style based on what I've seen, kind of like this. I feel like Elena's Instagram is really great for this kind of dreamy city content. But again, this is my theory based on the stuff that I've seen, the content that comes across my feeds. But depending on which circles you run in online, this may be completely untrue. 
let me know. And again, in terms of using New York City as a resource for content, you can use a lot of those same strategies from LA or anywhere else and apply them to New York, for example. So like content production, even collab houses. My friend Anne-Marie recently moved into honestly one of the biggest apartments I've ever seen in New York City with a bunch of other YouTube friends. And they have a unofficial official content house, your mom's house. It's been very interesting to see that content house kind of dynamic work in New York City because I haven't seen that much. I haven't come across that in my own feed. And it's still working, the cross promotion, the audiences of everyone getting excited to see the crossovers. It's a classic strategy and you get to live with your friends. But I will say that generally from what I've seen, New York lifestyle or vlog collabs are less like sit down challenge 2014-ish and more natural, just meeting up with friends and having crossover content with fellow New York influencers. Let's touch on TikTok's influence. There's been a lot of fashion student in New York content lately, typically depicting young women living the classic New York dream life. Lots of cute outfits, running around the city, going to clubs. It feels very sex in the city, even though I've never seen that. These TikToks obviously romanticize living in New York. And yes, it helps if you are thin, white, and rich. I was reading some comments and they said, all of a sudden my entire For You page goes to New York City Fashion School. And as many commenters pointed out, a lot of this content represents an unrealistic, white, gentrified version of New York, and that New York City is not as glamorous as the internet makes it seem. Which brings me to the lifestyle that only influencers live. The truth is, the lives of influencers living in big cities are dramatically different from the lives of average young people living in those places. While influencers live in incredible apartments and almost exclusively only in, you know, the most expensive and in-demand neighborhoods, mostly just in Manhattan or Brooklyn, some influencers seem to constantly be eating at the best restaurants, always shopping for new clothes, and can still afford to travel elsewhere frequently. What I spend in a week videos really revealed how different the spending and lifestyles of influencers are. Content creation has allowed a lot of young people to make way more money than the typical 20-something salary, so they have so much more disposable income than the average person. And by the way, I include myself in this because I am also an influencer by trade, and I know I for sure would not be making the income that I am if I were working at a nine to five. It's highly unlikely. Plus the actual lifestyle, like day to day of being a content creator, you typically don't have a commute. You most likely work from home or maybe a workspace like a WeWork or The Wing. Your schedule tends to be a lot more flexible. And for lifestyle influencers and bloggers specifically, their life truly is their content. So they're able to live this relaxed, productive lifestyle because doing those things is their content. We see a lot of time dedicated to hobbies, workout classes, self-improvement activities that most people with a full-time job just don't have enough time or energy for. I was actually interviewed for an article, this one, which is kind of roughly on the topic of lifestyle influencers living this perfectly productive aesthetic lifestyle. Say lifestyle one more time. Highly recommend reading it. Anyway, compare all of that to the typical young person living in a big city. Especially if you're a student, you're likely broke, living off ramen, drinking cheap alcohol. And for a lot of people in New York, their day consists of long crowded subway rides, low wage work, and rent prices that are incredibly hard to keep up with. I will say there's also usually a big difference in the behaviors and lifestyles of transplants, which many influencers, including myself, are, and born and raised New Yorkers. Born and raised New Yorkers. 
horrible accent. I'm sorry, I just had to do it. Most of the popular New York City influencers are not actually from here. So that just naturally kind of warps the audience's general perception of like, what is living in New York like? Just like the problems we have with LA influencers, sometimes the depiction of New York, the New York that is shown by influencers, it's typically a very narrow scope of the city, a more gentrified, expensive, glamorous version focused on a handful of neighborhoods versus like the five boroughs of New York, where instead of every day being a dream, it's a grind and it's fucking hard. Next, I wanna discuss New York and main character syndrome. And first I wanna to touch on the fact that New York is a character. I didn't make that up. New York has long been considered a character in cinema. The city is living, breathing, always moving. The city is interactive in good and bad ways. You don't just live in New York, you get enveloped by it. For example, remember Casey Neistat's New York City vlog era? So many of his best shots came from just living in the city and being able to capture so many exciting locations and shots. But by the way, I have to mention, he recently tweeted this horrible tweet about LA, which I found while researching this. So our cars got robbed this morning because Los Angeles is a crime riddled third world shithole of a city, but tremendous appreciation and gratitude to the hardworking officers of the LAPD West LA, who not only arrested the motherfucker, but they got all of our stolen goods back. It's just infuriating and embarrassing. That kind of just sums up when people move to a place and then just start shit talking it. It's like, hey, you don't have to live here. How dare you generalize an entire city with such harsh words, privileged ass YouTubers. Am I right? Anyway, continuing. Living in New York often induces main character syndrome. We've all experienced main character syndrome moments, like the classic, looking out a car window, listening to music, where you feel like you're the lead in a movie. I think a lot of coming of age moments or transitional periods trigger this main character feeling. For example, taking the risk of moving alone to a big new city, it's aspirational. It's a major goal for a lot of people. It's a classic young adult dream. I think it's very natural, especially moving to such an iconic city like New York, that this experience would make you feel like a main character. Riding the subway, dancing in the street, having a picnic in the park, charcuterie boards, looking out of your fire escape. When your life is somehow mirroring the popular media depictions of a place, it feels like a movie. Now, let's say you yourself can't or don't really want to move to your favorite place. It's not in the cards right now. You can at least follow people who do live there. This is part of the reason why lifestyle content is so popular. It allows the audience to live vicariously through the creator who is often portrayed as living the dream. Whatever sort of lifestyle you want, there are creators making that type of content. Every exciting thing that the creator does and captures, the viewer can experience that a little bit as well. And now, final thoughts. My co-writer Sheridan and I had had some very unhinged voice messages while writing and researching this. And one of our perhaps most interesting tangents was about this. What kind of person can you become in a specific place? And what does this place represent? So when we're thinking about why people wanna live somewhere or we're thinking about why influencers wanna live somewhere, we were thinking about like the media narratives about New York City, all the shows we've seen, Gossip Girl, Sex and the City, that make us want to live there. Similarly, shows about LA, Southern California. Then we were looking at the trend cycles of places and kind of the, the personalities of cities 
Again, the battle of East Coast versus West Coast. One of the things that I remembered writing this video was I think a meme or a saying where it's like, people on the West Coast are nice but not kind, and people on the East Coast are kind but not nice. And basically that's like, would you rather have someone give you really smiley customer service, like, hi, how are you, thanks? Or are you better off with kind of gruff customer service that isn't trying to BS you? What do you want, a coffee? I'm not gonna do more than New York accents, I'm not gonna do it. And that is kind of something that I've noticed, especially, you know, I've lived in California, I've lived in New York, I lived in New Orleans, which was a totally different kind of hospitality and level of friendliness, the way that strangers interact with others, it's fascinating. I think another major question that Sheridan and I considered in this video was like, what kind of working ethos does each city represent? Again, Elena Tabor mentioned in that article, California is chill, but New York is where you go if you wanna grind, basically. Though I would say, a lot of people would say LA is a very grind, hustle-focused city as well, depending on what you're doing. Watch Selling Sunset. You gotta hustle to sell those million dollar homes. The damn thing I just did was kinda like the, uh, out of the box. Again, everything I've said in this video, uh, a lot of it's just based on stereotypes and my perspective on the uh, perceptions. So you can let me know. Wh which city is more hustle and grind? New York or LA? Or maybe throw in a, a curveball. Chicago? Toronto? London? And lastly, I want to include another message from one of my followers who said, I don't live in either place, and it feels like not living in one of those two places means that I don't exist. And that just reminds me of the whole concept of coastal elitism, you know? I feel for this person, and I got a lot of messages from people who said, you know, they consume a lot of media about New York or LA or American cities, and they're not from this country. You're not not even from this hemisphere. And it's very interesting how far these media narratives stretch and how aspirational these places are even to people who don't live in this country. But yeah, we do kind of have this popular idea that if you're not in one of the big exciting cities, then you're not doing life right, especially if you're young. And that sucks, and it's not true. So for my last few points, I know I said final thoughts 10 minutes ago. Content creators can make content from anywhere, but I understand why living in an exciting, enviable place can be beneficial. And also it does make sense that people who are privileged enough to make a good living by making content might want to enjoy that income and that freedom in one of their favorite cities, wherever that might be. It's interesting, I've been thinking about this a lot, the idea of like, is there a perfect place for me? What place do I feel my best in? Where do I feel at home? I think we all dream of finding the perfect place to optimize ourselves, be our best selves. Where are we gonna be our coolest, our most productive, our wealthiest, the most social? Because I'll be honest, anytime I visited LA, it didn't really feel perfect to me. And I never actually dreamed of living in New York, it just kind of happened. And I've had a great time here, but I won't say that this has been like a movie-like experience, you know? So I get pessimistic and I'm like, oh, maybe there isn't that perfect place for me. Where do I belong? But I think it's a comforting reminder to say that there is no such thing as a perfect place. If you're lucky enough to find a place that really feels like home to you, that is wonderful. But many of us don't find that place that just clicks with our soul and that's okay. I think bottom line, live wherever you want or wherever you can based on your life circumstances. We don't all need to aspire to live in big, fancy, expensive cities, but if that is what you value, hell yeah. If it's not, hell yeah. <laughs> this is where I get very Libra. Reminder that housing is a human right. We need higher wages. We need much more unionization so that workers can have more power in their workplaces. 
I think a lot of that would help people be happier where they are or be able to live in a more expensive place if they knew that their basic needs would be met. A flexible, comfortable lifestyle should not only be reserved to the random people who have gained a following online. Okay. Hope you guys enjoyed that. Oh my god, I have an exciting uh, thing to remind you of before I forget. Internet analysis episodes, the entire full episode, same thing that you'll see on YouTube, is now available to watch or listen on Spotify. I'm so excited. This is a new feature that they've been rolling out. And a lot of you have said that you listen to these episodes essentially like a podcast. So that'll be very convenient for you. Go follow, subscribe to internet analysis on Spotify. And I hope that that makes listening or watching my content easier or are more enjoyable. And I want to be on a bunch of people's Spotify wrapped next year. So let's get on that. What else? Oh, shout out to my patrons, everybody. I've been posting more bonus content on Patreon. We do monthly live streams. I did an Animal Crossing stream and it was really fun. Also, I'm doing a form of Vlogmas on my vlog channel. I'm just posting a bunch of random silly vids during December. So if you want to check those out, feel free. I know there's a lot of content during December. Extra shout outs to Casey Luck. VivianOladon.com, Jeff, Uwuface, Jaden, Marty Schmeichel, Abby Hayden, and Rebecca DeVillier. Thank you guys so much for being patrons. And one last thank you to today's sponsor, Blue Land. Make sure you click the link in the description if you want to get an extra 20% off your first kit. That is all. Until next time. Okay, thanks. Bye.